easy to sit down. It's like fills your soul to sit down and talk with people. Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 23. And we've entered another new month of 2019. Happy March. By the time this episode publishes on March 14th, we will be, what, three days into daylight savings time, which means an extra hour of sunlight. Yes, I am so happy and excited. Even though we've got some Arctic weather going on here still, the other day we had the coldest temperatures in Chicago in March for 17 years. <laughs> so it hasn't been this cold for 17 years. But hey, you know, as long as the sun's out and it really needs to, you know, wrap it up here, wrap up winter because spring is only in another uh, week. So it needs to... uh not be like last year because last year we didn't have a spring it was winter all spring long so anyway enough about the weather um all right I last time um I mentioned that there was a problem with my comments and I went and researched and fixed it so comments are working you can place a comment and you don't have to sign your life away <laughs> to place a comment. Um, so I've I've loosened up the um, restrictions and hopefully that will work. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I it's just uh, if if, you know, spammers and things start coming in, then I'll probably have to, um, you know, turn it back to where it was, where you do have to identify yourself and not be anonymous. So anyway, but I got some, a couple of great comments in the meantime. So thank you so much. In fact, there was a comment that um, someone left a month ago and I didn't even see it until last week. So that was from Melissa. Thank you so much, Melissa. I saw your comment and I replied. So um, if you go back or um, hopefully it notifies you because, I mean, I don't even know that. Gosh, I hope that. Well, if you give your email, though, I think you have an option to say you want to be notified on further comments on that thread. But if you don't, um, you know, give your information, then I think there's no way that it can kind of notify you back if you got a response. So anyway... Oh, enough of that dry technical stuff. And then after I fixed the comments, I posted a comment saying that it was fixed and that you guys could um, all leave comments there now. Uh, and I got uh, another comment from Cindy. And this was um, from last week's episode with Mr. Domestic. And it was so nice. And I replied to you, Cindy. So be sure to go check that out again. But you really made my day with that comment, and I, I just really appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate anyone taking the time to write a comment, send me an email, or however you um, want to communicate. Uh, so thanks very much, both you guys. And um, I uh, am recording, usually I record these intro segments very close to the day I publish because I want the, them to be pretty timely with the day that you listen to them. However, I'm doing this a week ahead of time because 
my design job has gotten pretty busy and we are, we just took on a large project and um, we're in the preliminary stages and it is a very nice project. It is, um, you know, super high end, of course, because that's <laughs> that is the nature of this um, business that I freelance for. Uh, but this new client could not be nicer. She is so just pleasant to work with. And you don't always get that in the high end world. Um, but, you know, what's very imp- is that she is a self-made woman, meaning that, you know, she is spending her own money on this renovation and um, it's just really a breath of fresh air. She's just, um, it's, it, it's, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but it's just, um, she, she wasn't raised with a silver spoon in her mouth and she's worked very hard. And now she gets to um, spend her hard earned money on creating a super beautiful home. Um, so, and then I get to live vicariously through that. <laughs> Because as opposed to what many people think, they think that all decorators and designers live in these like showroom type homes. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. So unless you are, you know, designer from that upper echelon, um, you do not make the same money that your clients make. And therefore, (laughs) I will not be purchasing a $10,000 sofa. Here is the secret, though. Some of the homes that you see, maybe even on TV, of decorators, and you might get a glimpse into their house or home, um, they they know how to put things together. They know how to create a high-end look with low-end product or mix them together to get that really gorgeous look and feel of you know, what you would think would be a total luxury high-end home. So anybody really can accomplish that. It's just the know-how and knowing where to put your dollars for quality and where you don't have to and you can save, save money on other areas and still have it all mixed together and look gorgeous. All right, so just a quick look at uh, things that are going on around here before we get into our conversation with Kristen Rausch. I did post two YouTube videos uh, from QuiltCon. So a couple of my friends were at QuiltCon in Nashville, Tennessee, and they video Skyped with me. And I put together a couple of videos from that just to be able to give um, us a glimpse of uh, some of the quilts that were submitted and some of the award winning quilts at QuiltCon. It was really cool. I mean, I just haven't been to QuiltCon yet and I'm hoping next year will be the year I get to go. We'll see. But uh, the quilts in there were stunning, and I only even saw them through video, and I know that if I were there in person, I, it would just be even that much more spectacular. But hey, we'll, get, we'll take what we can get, right? 
they they still were absolutely gorgeous. And um, I really thank my friends, Jen and Lynette, for helping me out with that. So go check out those videos on my YouTube channel called Stephanie Socha, which is my name. Uh, and I started to talk a little bit about um, the Allison Glass Trinket they're calling it an SAL, which is a sew along, uh, but it's sewing a quilt top, the trinket quilt top. So I got my fabrics. Uh, this is the very first time that I've ordered a quilt kit, which um, has the fabrics pre-picked out uh, and they send you the pattern as well. Um, just for the quilt top, the, the backings usually are not included or the bindings in quilt kits. So um, I usually... I'm such a control freak that I want to pick out my own fabrics and my own design. So this time I kind of uh, relinquished it. But that is because I saw a beautifully curated quilt kit on Color Girl Fabrics, um, her website. And this is what I really love. Um, she put together... Uh, a kit that had fabrics from several different designers and they were they go together really beautifully I like it it's it's really cool and it's you know exactly how I there was an Essex linen in there so that's how I would have you know um, added some interest into the fabric mix and there were a couple of Ellison glass that ribbed texture I think it was hers um, it is either hers or Anna Maria Horner but um, it didn't say in the salvage, but I'm guessing it's Allison Glasses. Um, really pretty. And there was some Sharon Holland in there. Uh, there's a couple fabrics from um, Andover's Juicy Juice line. Um, oh my gosh, just lovely package. So I'm really so pleased with it. And um, it starts up, actually it already started. Uh, when you guys listen to this, it will, I think it officially starts on the 10th of March. So let's see. <laughs> I have yet to finish a, a quilt along that I've ever started. So um, uh, there's an alternate pattern option on this quilt along. And um, I think that um, I'll be able to finish it because the actual quilt pattern requires, I think it's like 80 of those um, paper pieced foundation paper pieced blocks and that means you're making um, the quilt along itself um, does one quilt block one four inch quilt block every weekday times eight week weeks which equals 40 so then I would have to do that all over again <laughs> to make that quilt with all those blocks. However, the alternate layout, which really to me looks interesting because there's a lot more background and negative space around the blocks. And there's only about 40 blocks, which is what we make in the quilt along. So uh, let's... Let's hope that goes well. <laughs> uh, you can check out, I, I posted my um, fabrics on Instagram, but if you're not on Instagram, I'm going to put a picture on my um, show notes page so you can see what, um, what they are. All right, so my guest this week is Kristen Rausch of Wooly Petals. And Kristen, I know personally, she lives in my area, 
um, well, in the Chicagoland area, and we met at a um, sewing uh, meetup and have been friends ever since. So um, Kristen has an Etsy shop with handmade goods and patterns. She has also started to design patterns. She's um, released a couple of quilt patterns. Really cute. The first one are like these two little, um, oh, what are they called? Like sea otters. So cute. Um, Holding hands with a little heart. And uh, the other one is um, really pretty um, called Floored. And it's a very simple, easy to do pattern, which is pretty awesome if you want to, um, you know, get a quilt turned around in a faster time frame. Um, And she has a blog and website and she's so multi-talented. She um, just does it all. She's even made a dollhouse. So we talk about all this in our conversation. So let's just head on over there and... Oh, hold on. I just got some new information. Kristen has a special promo code for all the listeners. Um, There will be 20% off her Etsy shop. And um, listen to the end and I will give you that code. And you'll have to go to my show notes page to um, click on the link that will get you to her Etsy shop with that um, 20% off. Woohoo! Thank you so much, Kristen. All right, here is my conversation with Kristen Rausch of Wooly Petals. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to my podcast, Make and Decorate. I am so happy you're here. Hi, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here. So, Kristen, I met you at a local, kind of like a sewing get-together, uh, the Chicagoland. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, I found it on Facebook, this group. Yeah. And then the, the there's a person that kind of organizes um, little sewing get togethers for people in our area. And uh, that's where I met you for the first time. At, uh, yeah, Coach. that was super fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And uh, that's actually where because I don't know, I, otherwise, I just stay in my little, you know, domain here and don't really get out to meet so many people who sew or quilt um, and like the things that I do. So those are kind of fun when I can get out and do it. It is a lot of fun to get together in person with people and chat and talk and then just like see what everybody's working on too. It's right. a lot of fun. We need to do one of those again. <laughs> we do. I know. I haven't been to one in a long time, but they've kind of, I think it's hard for them to be coordinated because you have to find a place and that doesn't cost a million dollars. And <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> willing, exactly. You know. Maybe we'll do one at my house soon. <laughs> oh, yay. That would be awesome. So yeah, that it's a lot of fun. Um, So then, and when we met, we were talking and you, you're, you have a background, just like me in interior design, which is really fun. So we'll get to that later on in the conversation, because I want (laughs) to, because my podcast is make and decorate. So we'll talk about making (laughs) and decorating. But tell me um, about just um, where it all began for you as far as like any of your creativity growing up or just like how that spark started and led you to what you're doing now. (laughs) Okay. Um, I, my parents are both very creative. I, um, my mom taught me to sew when I was like five or six, maybe. 
yeah, she's sewn my whole life her, since she was in like junior high. My dad is an excellent artist. Um, so I have, I'm able to draw and like have those skills too. Um, but yeah, from an early age, I, we were always creative in my home. And um, I probably knew when I was 10 or 12 years old that I wanted to be an interior designer. I was like, mom, what is something I can do where I can just rearrange furniture and decorate? <laughs> <laughs> and so it kind of stemmed from there. So I always knew I wanted to go to college for interior design. And um so I did go to college and I worked um, at a little place in Wheaton, Illinois. It's no longer there. It was called the Textile Studio. And that kind of jumped, um, got me into the business. We did custom drapery there and sold home decor fabrics. And um, from there, I started my own little business and decorated people's houses, did a lot of custom drapery, a lot of um, just more like um, the decorating aspect after, even though in school I learned also like interior architecture and floor plans. And that was so much fun. I love Real, that part of it. Oh no, I did not like oh. reflected ceiling plans. <laughs> oh no. Oh goodness. I loved that part of it. But for those of you, reflected ceiling plans are like lighting plans and it's sort of like it's reflected. So it's you thinking a little bit reverse, but yeah. I liked floor plans. I like, I love space yeah. planning, but drawing like the and I love drawing the details too, like you know yes. the detail of something where you open up like if you were to cut down the middle of it, those were yes. fun too. But I don't know why I just like rebelled against like lighting plans. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but go funny. ahead, I oh interrupted. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. Um, so yeah, through I have an associate's degree in interior design, and I had my own little decorating business, which I kind of um, stopped when my first son was born. He's eight now, um, just because my husband and my plan was always for me to stay home with the kids and then just do little things. Um, but through all of that, I sewed in high school. I sewed like stuffed animals, doll clothes. Um, in college and in my design business, I sewed a lot of like custom draperies and um, pillows and the fabric elements of a home. And um, then once I had, I'm trying to think when it was, it was Dana from Old Red Barn. Do you know who that is? Dana Boliard. Mm, she no. had a there was an online quilt along on Flickr, oh. and this had to be like 10 or 11 years ago, and I stumbled across it somehow, and I was like, I'm going to join this. I'm going to make a quilt, <laughs> and I made a quilt in like seven weeks. They Every week, they had a, the next step, and I, from there, it was just like quilting. I love sewing quilting, and it kind of spiraled. Oh, cool. <laughs> But that, yeah, so that's how I started quilting. I, I think I made a couple tiny little baby quilts when I was little or doll quilts. But like that was my first big, almost twin size quilt. Um, and of course, I like to make pouches and kids toys. I sew my own clothes. But um, quilting is just, you know, a big love of mine. <laughs> yes, me too. And you do. You sew everything. Just And I have an interest like that, too. But you, you actually, I mean, you have a business with it too. You have an Etsy shop and those little pouches are so adorable. The, um, like little bear pouches and, um, the detail you put in there too. Um, I think you mix a little bit of hand sewing on their faces. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. I love to do that kind of stuff too. And I think that just adds so much to it. Um, when you, when you add those little, um, you know, customized details. Yes, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
definitely. And um, I was going to tell you that I didn't know. Oh, so um, you um, sewed window draperies too as well, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, yes. Um, Swags, like full on draperies with lining. Um, Yeah, cornices, headboards. I did a lot of other stuff. You did that for your customers? I did. I had some... um, I had some workrooms who worked for me also, but if I was slow and it was a job that I felt like I could tackle, um, I did it because I made more money that sure. way. But, yeah. um, you know, when I was busier, I sent it out to workrooms and uh-huh. such um, who did an excellent job too. But yeah. it was fun. It was challenging at times, but it really kind of stretched me and made me realize that I can kind of do anything I want if I just sit down and like work on it. True. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I give you huge kudos for that because I always, if I, if for, for design clients, I would always use a workroom because I was too nervous, <laughs> even though I sewed and I know I've made Roman shades for my own house um, yeah. and shower curtains and stuff, but just didn't have that like confidence to make it for someone else who's, I don't know, I think too, just in that world of where i just had experiences where people nitpick every little thing and I just don't want oh, that. I just yes. didn't want that. <laughs> oh yes. Now, I mean by the end of my design business when my son was born, I was kind of done. Yeah. It's the custom design world is rough. It is. And yeah, you get like 10 great clients and then one like really particular mm. client and it just kind of ruins the 10 great clients. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I, I, t- I agree. You understand. Okay. I just had to find <laughs> yes. out about that because I'm like, I cannot believe that you actually sewed, you know, the swags and everything like that. That's yes. Cool. I should share some pictures if I could find them. That's There's awesome. some crazy stuff I did. <laughs> <laughs> but all of that really kind of just um, sort of forms like your path and evolves your skills and creativity to you know, where you are today and that even what you're doing today is still going to, you know, evolve into whatever comes next. And um, I love that you embrace that. And uh, I don't know, it's refreshing. I love seeing um, everything that you make. And now you've you're um, actually selling your own quilt patterns, which are so cute. I love it. Um, Thank so you. You, you have two out and you're working on a third one, right? Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yes. My first one was, is called Don't Let Go and it's two sea otters. And, um, my more popular one is called Floored and it's actually was, um, based off of, of tile floor pattern I saw somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, those, um, I don't know. I've ever since I started making quilts, um, more so than not, I will just kind of sketch up a design or take something I've seen and sketch it out because my brain works better that way mm-hmm. um, as opposed to following someone else's pattern, which I can do. But I'm such a visual person mm-hmm. that sometimes getting the words and what they're saying doesn't work for me. So I just kind of people have been like, oh, my gosh, you should make your patterns. Mm-hmm. You should sell them. And I'm like, OK, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I just did. And it's been fun. And it's um, it's like a whole new world of figuring out um, Photoshop and EQ8 and all of that stuff to get it all in the right format, but it's been an adventure. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like a next step for me because I kind of want to venture into that part of it too with, um, 
you know, some quilt patterns and home deck and stuff like that. But again, it's just like I have EQ8 and I kind of muddle through it. But there's not a ton of education out there for it. They do have, you know, classes, but they're like, you know, on the East Coast or wherever. And so I wish that I wish that they would do even like online courses. They do have some, but I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, really like nuts and bolts of how to use it yes or be able to for like photoshop i can google how to do this right. and i can get like a quick synopsis and there i don't think there's anything like that for eq8 no. which would be really nice it would. and it's it's tricky like i think knowing photoshop for me has really helped go into eq8 but it i've it's just been a learning curve just like playing around yeah figuring out different stuff. There's no rhyme or reason for mm-hmm. how I learn it. I just kind of want to do something and try different things until I get there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I've I, I've done only a couple of things because I just upgraded to EQ8, I don't know, maybe six months ago. And it's different mm-hmm. from seven. Um, yes, I had seven yeah, also. But I kind of like it better because it's a little bit more visual and easier to navigate a little bit. I- you just have to learn the quirks. I agree. Yes. After like getting past the, the, oh, this is different. Mm -hmm. It is. I think it's, it definitely was an improvement. So it's definitely worth upgrading. (laughs) Oh, good. And then because that, that's the other thing too, I wasn't sure on, can you design an EQ8 and then actually like publish and sell your patterns from there in an electronic format? Or do I have to actually do that from like an Adobe product? Like... Um, I think you can. I did just figure out there is once you design your quilt top, um, because I like to take like the line drawing of my quilt top and then I put it in Photoshop and do some tweaks for my patterns, um, like adding words and stuff. Mm -hmm. But at some point I was like messing around and then I realized if you color in your Um, your quilt top with the different fabrics being like if you have one fabric you put one color in the same place as those fabrics and then it spits out all the yardage information which I had never done before and I was like oh that's really cool so I don't know how if there's a way to directly publish your pattern on EQ or if you can add your block to like their block library and then it's available to a wider array I'm not sure about that yeah because that's what that's my favorite part about that program is that when you design it you can get yardage amounts for yeah that was fabrics that you need (laughs) that was pretty life-changing for me I'm like oh I didn't know I've just been you know doing my math on my my paper and yes that's really great (laughs) all right well that's really great I mean and um you now that you I didn't know what your sewing and creative background was, but now that you say like, oh, you've been doing this since five years old, it really now makes sense to me because it's just seem things seem to just come natural to you. You don't try too hard and you're just like, well, and I mean that in a good way. Like, I, I feel like what I see from you is fresh and original. It's you know, it, it, without well, thank being you. like... Like, oh, you know, I've certain trends go on the bandwagon. And yeah, so um, and what draws me to your work is just that I love it so fresh and just um, 
I don't know. It's it's new and original, and I like it. And it's and like your patterns too. I think um, that florid quilt pattern is gorgeous, and but it's also something that it's not going to take you know six months to make. It's it's still kind of like I you know done with simple shapes put together, but it makes this beautiful design. So I think Thank that's you. what draws people into it. I think that's yeah. kind of what I've read, like, from some people's comments, too. It's just, like, it's it's doable. You know, they can do it. That's really awesome to hear. I really love that feedback. I love seeing, like, people hashtag on social media. Uh-huh. I love seeing everybody's projects. And it's so wonderful to hear because it is. It's a big black pattern, which I think people love because you can showcase beautiful big fabrics, like, the, the main, the largest piece that you cut is a 12 and a half inch square. Yeah. So it's just, it really showcases big prints well. And there's so many ways to do it. I've done it in an ombre effect from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. I just did a completely scrappy one. You can do it with just a set amount of fabrics. Um, but yeah, it's a really fun pattern, I think. And I really appreciate you saying, you know, that you really like, like you feel my style is fresh because I Good. just... I, it, you know, I don't, people ask me all the time, like, how do you f- pick stuff out and how do you know what to use? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of like an internal feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I do something and then it's not quite right and I'll tweak it. And then it gets to that point where it's like what I envision. And I just, I don't know. It's just like something in me is like naturally feels and does what I do, right. <laughs> which is is fun. Yeah, you have the eye for for it and um just the yeah, it, it's I it's hard for me to describe but just even like parlaying it to interior design, you know, you can go to school and learn all the rules and everything and like be a robot or crap designer, but <laughs> it's true and but the the very best designers have that innate sort of creativity that leads them to just like not follow I mean you need to follow the rules for scale and proportion but just like you know what if I put this with that or let me you know see what really like speaks to me or moves me or whatever and then you go with it and you don't yes. you don't care if it's like not like the in, you know, coral color of this year. <laughs> right. Yes. You just kind of. Yeah. No. On the flip side, although I tell people sometimes this, I'm like on the flip side, it is kind of a curse at the same time, because when I'm in a space or see something and it's not quite right. It just bugs me. <laughs> I mean, I would never say that to the people who do it, you know, but it's like you. your yeah. eye is just too finely honed trained. or something. I'm yeah, not sure. The yes. trained eye. I know. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, me too. But, um, <laughs> well, but that that's what kind of gives you a really good foundation and, and makes what you do fun. It's kind of interesting because I didn't know I wanted to be an interior design until after I graduated from college and something else. <laughs> Oh, okay. And then then I was just, I was in a technology field. And so, but like, you know, at that time, Martha Stewart and HGTV really had real decorating shows on. And I just found myself always 
and architectural digest and all that that stuff and then yeah so that's when I just really kind of went for it and I loved design school like you did too just that's good that's good I feel like if you have a passion and you can then that should be what your career is because otherwise it's not fun it's true life should be fun yeah yeah absolutely so with the quilting um what um you've got another quilt that you've been working on and it's kind of fun watching your progress because you sort of like do stories on instagram and and post your process which which is fun so is it is it a baby quilt or are you just making it available in a baby quilt size as um well as it will size? be it's it will be multiple sizes this is the first one that will be in a range of sizes from baby up to queen oh, cool. i didn't quite go to king because i feel like that's not as <laughs> Not as many people make kings, and hey, if you really want it, I will make a king for you, but the pattern will be up to a queen. But it's, yeah, it's elongated, like, pluses, and it's strip piece. So, like, instead of making a block and then sewing the blocks together, it's um, kind of sewing the quilt in columns from top to bottom or bottom to top, and then sewing those columns together. So it's been kind of fun. I've been just kind of um, playing around with different um, fabric combinations and um, now I'm in the throes of figuring out all the yardages for all the different quilt sizes and all the different fabric combinations. Yeah, that's a lot of work, especially when you're doing so many sizes. Yeah, it is. And some of those tasks seem so daunting that I just procrastinate and then it takes even longer where if I just sit down and by the time I get to it, I just sit down and I'm like, oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought. (laughs) That's so me. Yes, but it will be, I don't, it's, it's either going to be called Moonrise or Crossover. I haven't quite decided. Um, So to be decided, Uh but um, I'm shooting for a release date of March 1st. So, (gasps) all right. Very good. That's around the corner. Yeah. So soon, hopefully, fingers crossed. (laughs) Wish me luck. Very nice. (laughs) Um, And then do you, do you make all of the, um, you know, sizes of the quilts that you design or do you have people that help you like you know test it out or I have testers um the past couple quilts I've um asked close friends who are sewers first and then open it up and then I'll get a lot of dms and then I look at the people's you know instagram p- profile or their blog to see if their style fits mine and like how quickly they um get through projects because usually there's a timeline like two weeks to get a quilt top made it would be awesome if you quilted and finished the quilt but um quilt top and then i can use those pictures for promoting the, mm-hmm. the pattern also but yeah i don't make all the sizes i have made a throw size in this when i first designed it and a baby quilt and i'm going to be making a twin size for my son's bed just test one of the bigger oh, sizes cool. but right. um usually i try to get i'll try to get um somebody to make every size uh-huh. of the pattern um so hopefully i have four to five testers yeah that's nice it's really cool because even like, you know, jump hopping over to the clothing world, when I talked with Jessica Pierce, she's got a, she's developed like a ton of testers because she does all the sizes in clothing. And so, yeah. and what's so great about her website is she has pictures of every size. It's so awesome. So yes. it's cool that you, you know, you have every size made too. I think it's yes. visually, it's, it's important for people to see, but I definitely, I need that floored quilt in my life. I haven't got it yet, but I need to get it. <laughs> Um, Because I love it. Uh, 
Okay, so that's what you're working on now um, is your quilt pattern. And I want to talk about your this beautiful dollhouse that you've been working on for a while. And you actually built this dollhouse, didn't you? I thought I saw that. I was following you. Yes, yeah. I built it from a kit, but it came in okay. flat pieces. Yeah, but still. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. you had to um, glue it all together. And during the process, um, doing all the research, um, there's such a big difference between like a community of people who do dollhouses that just kind of slap them together and go, or it's called heirloom quality. Oh. So now my husband teases me because it's like, <laughs> You know, making sure that you have like no extra glue residue when after you do your first coat of paint, you like sand it and then do your second coat of paint to get a better finish. Mm -hmm. It's just like a step above. So I've been trying to go that route because I would like this dollhouse to last for my daughter or her, her my grandchildren. I had a dollhouse when I was a girl and I got passed down to like my niece and stuff mm -hmm. and um I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. And the miniature world, like kids just love it. They love everything in miniature. And it's just so fun to see my kids, like even my son, like he'll bring in his like little Lego bulldozers <laughs> and put him in and he'll like arrange stuff in the dollhouse. It's, it's just, a, it's, it's been so fun for all of us. Mm -hmm. And it's like the miniature world is amazing. If you ever look at miniature accounts on Instagram you're like, is that a real room or is that a miniature room? Like you get to the point where you can't even tell anymore because right. they're just so incredible. I said that about one of your posts because I'm like, <laughs> the way you, you took the photo, I could not tell the scale and it looked like a real bedroom. <laughs> and then when <laughs> I re-looked at it again, I'm like, oh, okay, the fabric on the bed sort of gives it away a little bit because yes. the scale of the fabric was a little big, but still... You have to take a double take. It looks so real. You have wallpaper on the walls. You have custom bedding. <laughs> yes, it's so much fun. And then, like, the farther you get into it, the more, like, it's just kind of like a rabbit hole. <laughs> I love seeing it. I really enjoy it. Your your dollhouse definitely is going to be heirloom quality because of all the details that you have paid attention to. And, I mean, just like I said, like, with the wallpaper and all of the, you know, fabrics and in the kitchen has all of the appliances. <laughs> Your daughter must be like the happiest girl in the world. Thank you. We have fun together. Yeah. It's, That's, you yeah. know what? And that brings up another thing of like, and it creative um, thing, the activity that you can do with your kids and um, it's in real life. It's, it's textile and, you know, um, versus like just, you know, too much on the technology sort of. Like yes. Kids. I just feel like it's harder today. I just and I feel like, you know, <laughs> I feel like an old person when I'm like, back in my day, <laughs> we actually played. We had we had, our, you know, be imaginative and, you know, play with actual things and people and kids. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I hear you. And it's hard. They want to be on like watching shows or watch videos on YouTube all day long. Mm -hmm. We limit it. And that has made a big difference. And they both are really into drawing crafts. My son's really into Legos. Mm -hmm. um, they are both very creative. And so we even just found this really cool um, 
website and they have a YouTube channel. It's like Art um, Art for Kids Hub. Mm-hmm. And they do like a really cool thing that we've been following along with where the dad draws a picture right next to one of his kids drawing the same picture. And he just slowly tells you how to do it. So we've been following along. It's been so much fun. And they just... I actually think I've seen that because when I had uh, my uh, niece over, we were looking through like kids channels and I seem to remember a dad with a son drawing on there. It was really cool. Yeah. 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 That's been really fun for all three of us to draw the same picture and see the difference. And we, we've done things like that every holiday, every Christmas we do, the three of us do the same art project, um, like Christmas, um, like a Christmas tree one year, a snowman. And then I keep them every year and date them. And then it's fun to see the difference in our projects and then also throughout the years as they grow and their skills grow. That's been really fun too. Oh, I love that so much, Kristen, because it just like um, reminds me too of my childhood and I was always into crafty things. I was doing latch hook rugs and you know, tons of stuff all the time, making ornaments. And I think that you're just fostering like the next generation of creatives. I mean, whether or not they go into that field, they're always going to have that. And I think it just like builds another just, I mean, it just gives them so much more, I think, depth and I don't just appreciation for everything. Even I agree. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. And like they have to problem solve. Mm -hmm. I'm not the type of parent that just automatically solves or does something for them. So if I tell them I can't right now, I'm working or they're um, or they have something they can't quite work out and they have to work through something else. I think that's such a good skill to have. And that's a really good skill to have in crafting, Mm -hmm. too, um, and anything creative, because you can't just expect your first go at it to work out because that doesn't often happen. Um, and when you are crafting, um, it it also helps to, cause I have, I have this issue of, you know, beforehand and you probably have experienced a little bit too. Like when you're in design school, perfectionism is like the, you know, goal (laughs) and nothing under that is acceptable. So sewing and craft, getting back into sewing and starting quilting, like kind of helped relax to me and, you know, take away those perfection blinders and um, things can be fixed. Like I was so afraid of making a mistake and I see people else, other people that do that. And um, I'm teaching my 10 year old niece to sew and it's so refreshing for kids because, you know, most of them are just like they're, they can make mistakes and they don't realize it. And then if they do, you know, it's not the end of the world. And I think that's really helpful in crafting because even with the Legos, you can always take it apart and fix it or rebuild or go a different direction. It's not the end of the world. Um, Yes, I totally agree. mm -hmm. And that's such a good skill to have for life too. Yes, it (laughs) sure is. Nothing, I mean, pretty much everything is fixable or replaceable, mm-hmm. and it's always good to have that mindset, and I've learned through my children that how I act is how they act. They're like a wonderful mirror of yourself, <laughs> and yeah. so it's also taught me a lot in to be like, I'm a very um, high emotion person, like I'll go straight to angry or straight <laughs> to sad, and it's really taught me to 
you know, like calibrate those mm-hmm. levels a little bit because otherwise they're just a mirror of me. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I used to think that the seam ripper was like a bad thing. And now I like, it's like my best friend and I, it's, I'm always like, it can always be fixed. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. And I find it funny sometimes it's like, if you're not in the mood or the mindset to sew or create, like nothing's going to go right. That's true. <laughs> I've, I've gotten to that point where, you know, like, okay, I just have to walk away mm-hmm. because otherwise I'm, you know, nothing's going to, everything's going to keep going badly. So I think that's also something to keep in mind if you keep having issues or keep something keeps going wrong is maybe just take a small break. Mm-hmm. Your mind needs rest even when you're being creative and even when like sewing is your therapy or your relaxation time, you still need rest from it too. So That's so true. Yeah. You should definitely like, uh, look like observe and learn and just get up and walk away. Cause otherwise you, there's going to be tears coming along. Yes. <laughs> we've all experienced that. We've all done it. And I, oh, I, tell sure. them, if I can just get through this, this part of it, then it'll be fine. But it's just like, you can't, I can't get through it because I've been sewing for, you know, our four hours already. <laughs> I need to take a break. Yes. Yes. Oh, I've been mm-hmm. there. Or when you have a deadline and you have to finish it, you don't have a choice. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's good. I mean, this is, this is the, the best part of, I think, just sewing and being creative and, and talking with another person that, that totally understands and gets it. So yes. It's so yes. Oh, so I have a story about that. Uh-huh. Um, so I went to Sewtopia when it was in Chicago. I did too. Um, yes, yes. Oh, we were there together and we didn't even know I know, it. <laughs> and I think we talked about this before. <laughs> um, but I had never been to a sewing retreat. I didn't have any friends that sewed. So I, and I am naturally not an outgoing person. So... I was terrified. And the only reason I signed up is because it was close. I could drive. I didn't have to fly by myself. And on the drive into the city, I was pep talking myself. I'm like, okay, you could go to the meet and greet. And if if you don't like anybody or nobody talks to you, you could just go and stay in your room for the weekend and then not tell anybody. Nobody will know. (laughs) But, (laughs) right. But after Sotopia, it was just like a world opened up because all these strangers that talk about the same things you love, it's so easy to converse with them. I was like, I cannot believe it. I can't believe how easy it is to talk to people because I, we have the exact same interests. And my husband just thought it was the funniest thing after I came back because he is in business and he's an entrepreneur and he goes to like these little business conferences all the time. And I was like, why would you want to do that? All these people you don't know, you have to strike up conversations and I got home from the sewing Sotopia and I'm like I understand now I get it I understand when people have the same interest as you it's Mm -hmm. just like so easy to sit down it's like fills your soul to sit down and talk with people it does so yes yeah (laughs) and I actually I did know someone um and you know her too Jen um yes Betty Yes. Jen. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So she was there. Um, but I ended up, um, I didn't see her until after I, you know, had got to my table where I was at, so I couldn't move. But yeah, it was like that for me. It was my very first sewing retreat. I did it because it was local. <laughs> Just the same reason as you. And, uh, but uh, there were like a ton of people. It was big. It was, there were like over 80 people 
at yes. that. So yes. it was a little, it was kind of like overwhelming to me at the same time like you said soul filling and freeing and just like uh, being amazed that you it was so easy to talk to all these strangers and I still keep in touch with some of them today just on through social media and Instagram um yeah so definitely it's really cool yeah yeah I love I've been to every spring Sotopia now um <laughs> I met, so it's funny because I met four other women at that Sotopia, and then we all kind of reconnected the following year and are like, are you going to the next one? And we were all like, yeah, we are. And so we've actually all gone to all the spring ones together. And now we do our own little retreat, just the five of us in the fall. And it's been kind of like wonderful to find that little group of like, you know, like your soul sisters and sewing or something. I love that. Uh, yes. That it's is so, so good. cool. And Sotopia is big, but I've been to a bigger one, and Sotopia feels really comfortable compared to that. And then also, have you ever been to Stitch Supply in Wisconsin? No, I was supposed to go, I think it was in the summertime, right? Like in a July or something. I was going to go, but for some reason I didn't go. But anyway, I, I, I want to go. Yes. That is wonderful. I've done two at Stitch Supply now. And that's just like um, a few, you know, they, I think it fits up to like 16 people, but that's mm-hmm. a wonderful place. And the smaller format is really nice too, because you feel like you get to know everybody. Oh, cool. Yeah. Because I saw pictures of the place. They had a really beautiful like kitchen and great room area. Yes. Cool. Yeah. It's a beautiful facility. Yeah. So it's just a, like a little bit of a drive up to Wisconsin, right? Yeah, it is. It's better than flying though. I'm that's not, true. I'm not a big fan of Me flying. Me neither. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I want to do that. So when I see it popping up again, or you can let me know. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> I'll be up for that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And um, the, yeah, the only other retreat I've been to was the one I went to this past fall, which was also, also local was Sarah Lawson's So, um, so Sweetness. Well, yeah. And mm-hmm. it was, that was much more my type of retreat because um, Sotopia was kind of big for me. And um, I don't know, I, I just tend to like more small and intimate <laughs> because yes, I feel I like agree. you get a chance to really know everybody in the room and, and the instructor. Um, yes. So, and it was wonderful. It was just um, the best, uh, just um, two days of sewing. And we, and that retreat, because Sotopia was fun. And there were like some really, um, I was, I was amazed because some people like got their quilt tops done like that. (laughs) (laughs) And And I was just like, just, you know, like when you're new and you're just like trying to soak it all in and you're talking and going here and there. And of course I didn't get mine done. So, right. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a Uh, lot of distraction and some people just go to those things. um, Like Jen Betty would say, you know, for the, the socializing. <laughs> yes, exactly. I feel like when I, if like, I get I don't together go there with to get people, stuff done. yeah, <laughs> right. You take she like 10 projects and then you get like maybe two done. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of like easily distracted, but at the so sweetness one, people, people were there to get these bags done and we did, and it was fun, but it wasn't like we were heads down to our machines and not talking. It was a very good balance of, you know, plus sewing a bag is, you know, it's, you can do it in a day yeah, versus yeah. a quilt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it, it was so fun. 
You know, Sarah Lawson was the one who started the Chicago Sewing Social. No, I didn't know she started it. Yes. She actually, like, talked to us at that Sotopia Chicago. And so she did it for, I think, maybe a year. And then Stephanie Thomas, Mm -hmm. do you know her? Yeah, she kind of took it over and... That's who um, I thought started it. it now. Stephanie yeah, Thomas. No. Sarah Lawson, isn't that oh, funny? how about that? Oh, my yep. gosh. <laughs> crazy she is how so innovative. Out. Now she's doing a book she club. She I know. She, and her, like, little, like, live... Yeah, her live like, shows. Live story. Yeah, mm-hmm. she does. I'm like, yeah, she's she's awesome. She she's is. doing awesome stuff. Pretty amazing. <laughs> so cool yeah she was there at the that's the first time I ever like saw her in person was at that Zootopia and we made yeah. we made her little um the little key ring yeah 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 <laughs> oh cool yeah so that was a great retreat but anyway um I think it's good to talk about it because people like to 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 learn and know about those kind of things because they're just like us very hesitant to kind of just take that step and to go to something, especially when you don't know anybody else. So yeah, I yeah. think that but do it. you should do it. You should definitely <laughs> yeah. do it because you will love it. <laughs> and you won't even know yourself because you're going to be talking so much. <laughs> I know, <laughs> you never right? thought you could talk so much to people you don't know. <laughs> so true. So, um, oh, you were talking about teaching your kids, kids your crafts and stuff. And there was one other thing, too, I saw. I think it was last summer. Your son was doing some um, EPP, uh, English paper piecing. And I thought that yeah. was so sweet. I just thought it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was fun. We were on vacation. Um, and I think he was bored. <laughs> Um, with any sewing, I just kind of let them self direct when they want to, Mm -hmm. because I've, um, I've asked and asked and then they've like, no, I don't want to do that. And then like, it's more like they see me doing a lot and then they kind of maybe get like, you know, they're bored or they need something to do. And they're like, Oh mom, can I do this? So my son does sew on the machine. Um, he doesn't do it frequently. It's just, like I said, when he asks and wants to, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we were on vacation. Um, I was doing, um, EPP and he's like, can I try it? And I'm like, okay, (laughs) why not? And so, yeah, he actually took to it really well. I had him glue all the papers in and it took him a while to get used to like the stitches, but he's getting better and better. And he really had a good time with it. Like he hasn't, he's done it maybe like for an hour since. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm sure at some point he'll ask to do it again. And hey, I mean, if he never does it again, at least he now knows how to sew with sure, yeah. thread. <laughs> and I just kind of see a little correlation with the Legos because EPP is like sh- putting shapes together and yes. you're making designs from pu- pulling the shapes together. So I, may- exactly. I don't know. Maybe that's why he. Sort of I did tell him that too. I was like, if you practice a little bit with the hexagons, we can draw something and we can make it. It doesn't have to be this shape. We can do anything. Oh, cool. So I think that was kind of like, oh, that's, <laughs> you know, all right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. So I always ask everyone what sewing machines you use. Okay. Um, I use, uh, it's right next to me. I'm going <laughs> to, it's a Janome. Uh-huh. Um, it's a memory craft 9,400. Okay. Um, I got it a, two years ago for Christmas. I upgraded from a horizon, um, 770, okay. 7,700. Um, and I love it. It's probably my dream machine until they come out with a better one. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the... I grew up just sewing on basic machines, and in college I had one that was like the beginning of digital, where you picked digitally your stitches, mm-hmm. and then that was, but it's still very basic, and Janome in college, that was the first Janome I had, and now I have like four, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have a smaller travel machine, and then my old one still, and I have a Janome serger also. Cool. Um, but I love the memory craft and the horizon actually has it too, because they have the dual feed walking foot. Yeah. And that's like, I love that so much. I have never had a problem with straight line quilting. I never have had a puckering issue. I actually use my walking foot for zippers. Mm -hmm. I used to hate putting zippers in because no matter how much I pinned when I used a zipper foot, I could not get the zipper to not shift. Mm -hmm. And after I, um, tried it one day on the walking foot for some random reason, maybe I didn't want to change my foot (laughs) and, um, it like went through so easily. I didn't even, I don't even use pins on my zippers anymore. I just do it with a walking foot and it's wonderful. So, okay. I, we have to talk about this dual feed walking foot because my machine has a dual feed lever that you pull down and it works on any of your feet but then the walking foot is a whole different foot that goes on there um, yes so is this like a combination sort of a dual so feed walking um, foot? it has yes it has oh. like kind of a smaller foot inside the bigger foot so like it like alternates so to speak cool. so like a regular walking foot like lifts and goes right this just holds the fabric a little bit better. So, and because it's actually part of the Janome product, it is a separate foot that comes that you have to screw on in the machine, uh-huh. but it's like integrated into the machine right. as opposed to a lot of machines. You just buy the aftermarket walking foot right, too. Right. Um, so yeah, that is, and then with the feed dogs too. So it's basically got like the two parts of the foot and then the feed dogs. So it really keeps everything together. Yeah. And it's wonderful. It, it, they have it on the horizon, too. And I, once I started with that, I'm like, I'm never going to be able to go back. <laughs> that is awesome. I have not heard of that. See, this is why I love talking about sewing machines with people. Yes. <laughs> I always learn something new. That's great. Yeah, because um, zippers, um, a lot of times I, I use it, um, that double stick tape, and that seems to work okay. But, I mean, okay. you, could, you could just skip that. I mean, you just have yeah. this, like... Um, super cool foot <laughs> that holds it all together. <laughs> yes. I mean, the less steps in getting to your final project, right, the better. But cool. yeah, I if if anybody has an opportunity to try it out or get that machine, so <laughs> it's the Janome it. Memory Craft 9400. Yes. And does it come with the dual feed walking foot or is that yes. an accessory? Yes. It comes it with comes. it. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yes. Nice. All right. That'll go in the show notes along with your <laughs> Etsy shop and all that other stuff. Good stuff. Awesome. 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 That's so cool with it. Because I, you know, Janome is, I've, I've sewn on it a couple of times just at, um, you know, not my machines, but at, at a, a quilt shop. I, we made those that pillowcase charity thing and I, I sewed on okay. a Janome there. Um, but other than that, I've not. I, that's why I'm always curious to hear about people who do so on Janome's because that's the one machine that I'm not as familiar with uh, okay. as everyone mm-hmm. else. So that's cool. It's it's nice to, uh, and I know a ton of people do so on Janome's. Now, yeah. is the memory craft just um, like a? Does it have like a a, a large um, harp space? Is it made for quilting? Yes. Is it, or is it a 
kind of an all embroidery or whatever? I mean, like, what is it really kind of like geared to? It does have a large harp space. It has like 11 inches. Um, so yeah, that, which was a huge factor Mm -hmm. when I, um, upgraded, um, and it does have embroidery capabilities, I believe, not like crazy big things, but like smaller. I do believe there's like a hoop you can get for it for smaller okay. things. Um, but I think it's more geared towards quilting. It has um, like several quilting feet. I usually use the darning foot that has a little spring on uh-huh. it, um, but it has like a bunch of different quilting feet um, to do um, free different types of free mm-hmm. motion quilting. Um yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that's nice. And then it and then it has a uh, maybe some of the other like decorative stitches like your zigzags and Yes. Oh yeah. Like it has so many stitches and a uh, you can program it to like um remember like if you want to like embroider like a word like uh-huh. with letters and you can program it to save that word so you can just click one button or something and then it nice. um if you like want to label your clothes and use the same thing over and over. Cool. All right, that's great. In my years of do- using sewing machines, and then at one point I did get into machine embroidery, so I got a baby lock. Um, but now I just like um, I like a, a machine to be used for like its purpose. Like, I don't know. Uh, sometimes all these all in ones kind of just have too much stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah, and then you know generally the the ones that have all the embroidery bells and whistles tend to be so pricey. So you can get like a really great quality machine that doesn't have to cost like you know an arm and a leg. If you yes. all you want to do is quilting or making clothes or home deck or bags or stuff like that. So yeah, so um, true. Yeah. So true. And I'm sure I don't know everything that my machine does. Cause I don't do everything, you know, <laughs> right, it's like, right. you, yeah. yeah, you stick to what you know. <laughs> it's true. How about your serger? So you make clothes too. Um, really yeah. cute clothes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it stems from not finding what I want in yeah. the stores. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have my serger is a Janome, but I actually bought it at a Hancock Fabrics probably 10 to 12 years ago. Okay. It's still going strong. It's not the best. It just has like two stitches. Um, but I just purely use it to finish off those seams mm-hmm. on the inside of clothes. And I do all of my products in my shop, pillows, pouches, I serge all the inside of those seams. It just makes me feel a little bit better about selling things that they have that extra reinforcement on the inside. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, mostly I use it for clothes and it just finishes off the seam and it cuts. I don't even know what it is exactly. It's a Janome, but, and it was like, you know, just a couple hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. It was like to get me started in the surging world and then it's, it's held up fine. So I've never upgraded. That's the great thing about sergers is that they're, I mean, I think always going to be mechanical. So there's no like electronic fanciness because it's, it's just like the loopers and and the needles and, you know, it just does like the stitches. You don't need all that digital. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So they're, they're much easier to maintain. And um, I think it's a good thing to have um, in, in your sewing room. I mean, whether you make clothes or, or even quilting, because I use it a lot. Sometimes I've just started to like square up stuff like, um, like a tablecloth I made. And instead of like, you know, measuring and, and, 
doing the ruler and the rotary, I just was like, hey, I'm going to have my serger cut it off <laughs> as I served it. <laughs> yes. Serge the edges. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> and so I just measured the one part where I started and figured out, like, you know, what the seam allowed, like, how much was going to get cut off. And it worked great. Okay. I was that's like, awesome. that's so cool. Yeah. So I, I, I just encourage a lot of people to try try out a serger because I know it's a lot of people are scared of those those machines. <laughs> yes. I think the threading is the, the hardest yeah, part. And is. even that, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Once you get, but, get it down. Yeah. It is. It gets a little frustrating. I just remember just starting out, I, I was very frustrated because um, I had a, I, my very first one was a Husky lock, I think one, but I didn't real. I didn't know. I didn't know that you needed to use tweezers. So I was yeah. like crying because I'm like, I can't get this threaded. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that's rough, especially without tweezers. I, I don't know how you, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's great. The sewing machines and, well, um, fab- I wanted to ask you about fabrics. What what do you like to sew with and your favorites? And, you know, some people love to sew with solids. And I know that, you, I mean, you can just look at your Instagram account and know that you like prints. <laughs> yes. Yes. So go ahead and yes. talk about that. I love um I love prints. I have been getting a little bit more into solids, but I mean I just it's I see prints and I'm like, oh yep, I need to buy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I really love like the cotton and steel substrate. Um now they're the the designers have moved to Ruby Star Society, but I love their substrate. I love um one of my favorite designers ever is Denise Schmidt. Mm. And I love her substrate too. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have a better weight to me than some, mm-hmm. but Denise Schmidt, her chickpea line is like my all time favorite fabric line mm-hmm. ever. I bought, I have a half yard bundle that I've never cut into <laughs> and I have a half yard bundle that I've used most of. Like <laughs> it's, I just love it so much. Um, but yeah, I like that little bit weightier yeah. of a, and more cottony feel yeah. to a substrate, but I mean, the original cotton and steel designers, I just love yeah. all of their work. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. And Denise Schmidt, I love Allison Glass. I love a lot of what Dear Stella does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I buy way too much fabric. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I use it, you know. Yeah. So it, but yeah, just good prints get me and I just can't stop. True. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Cool. And you're not afraid to cut into it, which I love too. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, like I said, I bought a whole other bundle of chickpea <laughs> just to save it. But yes, I basically, when I get fabric, I organize it in my closet by rainbow order. I just, once I buy it, um, sometimes I'll keep a bundle together for a little bit, but most of the time I just break it up and put it in its rainbow order. And then when I need colors, I pull mm-hmm. that way. And I do get a little bit nervous when some of my favorite prints that I go back to and go back to start to run low, mm-hmm. especially if they're out of print. But <laughs> I'm like, if you don't use it, you can't enjoy it. So that's true. So, so yeah. true. Yeah, I kind of do the same that you because just even right behind me, I, do, I see I, yes. I break up <laughs> the bundles and, and I like to pull. Um, yeah, not, yeah. not necessarily from the same line. So that's cool. Yeah. That's how I am totally. And I, that's, I, that's what's the fresh part of your design. See, we're figuring it out. <laughs> oh, and I have people ask me all the time how I do it because I have friends who are like, I don't know how to do that. So I'll just use a bundle or that's why mm-hmm. so many p- quilters use rainbow mm-hmm. order because they're worried about their fabric selection. Yeah. I'm like, I, 
I just feel like for me, a lot of it comes naturally, but also I have training in school. So that makes a difference. But I'm like, hey, every color goes with every color. You just have to find the right shade of the colors to mesh well together. That's kind of what I tell people. Yeah, (laughs) just kind of mix up the the light, medium, darks of it. Exactly. Yeah, get that balance. I agree. That's so, so cool. And yay, prints. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, I know I, I I have a hard time. I like I'm starting to incorporate solids a little bit more too. But I I just like the text. I if it if I do I love the the Robert Kaufman Essex linen and solids yes. that have some texture to them or the solids that um, have a little something like a little hatch cross hatch. Okay. Like minimally there, you know, that sort of thing. Yes. Just to uh, add a little just interest. To add a little, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's really helped over the last couple of years that we have gotten some really beautiful solids, mm-hmm. like the Essex linen and then like Tula Pink solid oh, line. Yeah. Her colors were phenomenal. Yes. And I think that's made a difference in like me mm-hmm. wanting to use more solids. Yeah. And I think it just also call like what the pattern calls for. Like sure. some patterns you would never want to do in a solid because it would be too boring. Right. Right. Yeah. Pretty flat. So yes. cool. Um, so what what else do you have going on in 2019? You've got this quilt pattern that's going to release in March. Anything else? Um, well, my goal is to do some more patterns, the quilt patterns. Um, and, um, I don't have a ton. We have some outdoor projects going on at our house. Um, I really would love to make some charity quilts. Mm -hmm. I know you can never have too many quilts, but I have gotten to the point where I'm like, do we need more quilts? (laughs) I mean, yes, but I think I would love to make some charity quilts just because, um, I never actually have. Mm-hmm. I've helped, like, co- collabed and made, like, a block or two. But um, yeah, I think it would just be fun to, you know, make a few and donate. Um, because I think quilts are so, like, wonderful to have in your home and so comforting. And it's a great thing to give to people. Um, yeah. And I, I have never heard anyone say that they did not like a quilt. Like, most people just gravitate and they love quilts yes I agree I totally agree with that I don't think it's a bad gift to anybody yeah you can't go wrong (laughs) I mean even with teenage teenage boys they'll they'll even accept the quilt (laughs) yes yeah for sure yeah and I guess like lastly my just because my daughter is really into the American Girl dolls Uh and um I loved American Girl dolls growing up we are kind of getting more into American Girl doll crafting so we might she really wants to do some like crafting YouTube videos so we'll see about that oh that's so cool maybe (laughs) yeah because you just made the most adorable messenger bag for an American Girl doll Yes, with yes. Uh, that uh, Allison Glass strawberry fabric, I love it. Oh my gosh, I love that fabric! But Me thank you. Too. Yeah, that was that was such a fun little project and so fast. Yeah, and the, the American Girl doll. I mean, for girls that are you know that certain age range, they can't get enough. And oh, it's true. I mean, I've been to that place downtown, and it's it's like just an emporium of. <laughs> 
yeah, it's a whole experience. It's it's an, it's an amazing place. Yeah. And even beyond just the American Girl brand, like um, diving into finding online different brands and different YouTube channels, it's it's like a whole world all its own. It is. Yeah. It really is. But <laughs> I think it's cool. You should put some patterns out for American Girl stuff because – you know, you, parents get wrangled in to going down there at downtown at that, you know, great emporium. And it's like a huge marketing, you know. <laughs> yes. Pull. Oh, yeah. And you spend so much money. And, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they've they got it all worked out. Like as you walk through the place of just like in, a, in the, you know. The kids are like, oh, and and they have to have this outfit, and then they have to have this accessory, and these shoes, and <laughs> yes, yeah. I kind of have thought um, it would be fun to do some American Girl doll patterns. I probably wouldn't do clothes. There are a handful of mm-hmm. um, people who do like tons of doll clothing patterns, and then also doll clothing production. Oh, okay, but I thought it would be kind of cool to do um, like home stuff for dolls like a pattern for bedding or pillows because people who aren't comfortable sewing or just have very basic skills might not be comfortable making something like that so yeah we'll see (laughs) oh I love it well um I guess you know that's all I've got here (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna have to have you back though um because I enjoyed talking with you so much and um and you said you had some outdoor projects and I've got a couple in my like brewing in my mind right now too because I'm a huge YouTube watcher as well and I've been watching these homestead channels oh nice (laughs) it's just so different you know we're so urban here and um especially me like I'm like you know a mile like from the city but uh and, but I just love that um, this one, they just, um, you know, are like growing their vegetables. The one, they, this lady grew these loofah, their, their squash. Oh. And, and then they dry out. I didn't even know that. I, I don't know why I thought loofah sponges came from the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I would have no idea where they came from. <laughs> they come from a squash. Like it's, it's a, like, it looks like a big zucchini or something and you let them dry out and then you just peel them and there it is it's like a loofah sponge and you just slice them up and you have like three sponges from one squash i know isn't that crazy i would have never (laughs) known that yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh wow oh my gosh see i'm all over the place but anyway (laughs) awesome (laughs) all righty so i'll put everything up on the show notes and if there's anything else that you want um me to to add or if you want to say like where people can find you um go okay. ahead and like oh, yeah. instagram um, your what? yeah my instagram is woolly petals um and it's w o o l l y p e t a l s a lot of people forget the second l yeah i do that <laughs> um yeah and um that's pretty much my name across the board my i have a blog that's woollypedals.com my etsy shop is woolly petals um i'm pretty sure um on pinterest woolly petals is tagged or kristen roush um so you can pretty much find me anywhere online cool. via woolly petals right, um great. so that's kind of easy and oh i didn't even know about your blog all right yeah. Over there. Where do you have the time my, to do all this, Kristen? Um, You've got I, I, kids. I blog about twice a year, so oh, okay. don't think that's anything. <laughs> don't think that's anything. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> I used to blog. 
blog more often. But oh yeah, since kids, I Instagram is my mini blog. I know it is. It really is. I love Instagram. Yeah. So that's awesome. I do too. Yay. Okay. Thank you so much, Kristen. It was such a, just a joy to talk with you. And I'm so glad you came on my show. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, wasn't that so much fun? Uh, I had a great time talking with Kristen. And uh, she really is a multi-talented person, designer, um, creator. So definitely go check out her Etsy shop, Wooly Petals. And for the code, the 20% discount code um, is Make and Decorate. And I've got the link on my show notes page. So go there, click on that link. It'll bring you right to her Etsy shop. And um, this is a great promotion because she's got some of those really cute little um, like polar bear pouches that she's made and um, her patterns. Uh, and the her new pattern, Moonrise, is releasing tomorrow, Friday the 15th. So check it out. And, um, and that new pattern will be sized in, um, I believe she said baby quilt size through queen size. So um, take a look and uh, I uh, thank you for listening and I hope to hear from you guys soon. All right. Bye until next time. Thanks for listening to the Make and Decorate podcast. You can find me at stephaniesochadesign.com. Check out the podcast blog with the show notes. Uh, my uh, donation button is there for a one-time donation to support the podcast. Or you can also support the podcast with my Amazon affiliate. And that button is just below the donation button. Talk to you next time. Bye.